like I remember in kindergarten just falling out of my chair because people thought it was hilarious and like that, that same kind of uh energy kind of just permeated throughout my life as I grew up and that's really when how I started to use the creative side was when college just learning about myself I'm like okay I'm, I'm a funny guy I, let me write a blog it was just a joke at first, but people thought it was hilarious. Eventually, I just got sick of writing. I'm like, okay, like writing is cool, but what's the next coolest thing? Video. Welcome back to another edition of How I Create Me, where we passionately celebrate remarkable humans on their quest to thrive creatively in the commercial world. I'm your host, Jessica Matthews. This community gives me both the courage to keep going and the wisdom to try something different. I hope our collective stories resonate with your own internal spark, and we're so glad you're joining us. Invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. This helps the algorithm critters introduce us to more folks. And explore our happenings or chime into our conversation online at howicreate.me. Today, we're celebrating the remarkable human videographer, Leo Falkenstein. He chatted with me today about how far a can-do attitude will take you and the three touchstones every entrepreneurial creative should keep in their pocket at all times. He's a proud Georgia Bulldog whose fervor predated and therefore celebrated their 2021 national championship. Leo founded his business, media agency Consume Media in Athens, Georgia, and he now continues working out of Atlanta. He excelled at math and hockey as a kid, and they continue to contribute to his success today you can find out more as he shares his insightful perspectives on what keeps the fun and the money flowing. He's coming up on 10 years in his business. Join us to hear what inspired him to produce in the first place and how the industry has evolved since his first YouTube upload. Well, good morning, Leo. Thank you for joining me. I've been looking forward to this conversation. We are excited as well, or I guess I am excited as well. <laughs> I love it. So, all right. So first I want, I want to hear, you know, the story leading up to consume media. So what, why did you decide to launch a video production business while, while you were a student at UGA? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Um, I always thought that I wanted to have my own business. I never knew what that looked like. Like growing up in school, I was always good at math didn't do a lot of creative stuff, but I always knew I wanted to start my own business just because my dad had his own business. My grandfather had served as uh, CEO, president of some companies. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it too. Uh, so I was just how to have that thought in my head. And really in college is when I uh, started, you know, using the creative side of my brain. Ultimately, what really started, um, you know, I, I changed my major to mass media arts, which is essentially video. And I remember going to like a seminar in school and I saw the founder of a local radio station, a sports radio station. He was talking about how he started his business. And I literally just, I remember being there being like, I can do that. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but if he can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> and that's really, I remember that in that moment being like, okay, I'm going to start a media company. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to start one. Um, I ultimately connected uh, with my business partner. We, we'd been longtime friends and he had camera equipment and camera skills. And I had a bunch of big ideas and said, hey, let's do this. And um, funny story is he was looking for an internship and the one that he wanted over the summer did not come through. So he kind of came to me and said, hey, 
let's do this. Let, let's start this business. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I bet your family was super stoked, right? Especially coming from uh, uh, generations of entrepreneurs and business management. Uh, I bet they were really excited too. Was it surprising to them that you chose something in the creative field? That's a great question. I, well, first of all, they, they were excited. Like no, no one in my family had ever just like started a business without ever having like a real job. So, you know, in the back of their heads and openly to me, they said, Hey, like, I think I get it. So I'd have fun, but uh, you know, you should probably get a job first and then start your own business later. Yeah. So I think, I think in my parents' minds, it was like, okay, like have fun. Um, this is your summer thing and we're not expecting this to amount to much. And honestly, we think you should probably get a real job, but do, do what you're doing and until it's not working anymore. And that's, that's really was the mindset from the get go. I think when Michael and I started the business, we weren't like, okay, we're coming up on our 10 year anniversary, right? We weren't really thinking like, yes, this is definitely going to be the thing that we're doing in 10 years, but it was also that thing we said, It'd be pretty cool if we were still doing this 10 years later. I love that openness because I think that's where you end up coming across a lot of beautiful things in life is being open to what happens and holding things, holding things loosely. Congrats on the 10 years. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we're having a lot of fun, still having a lot of fun, which Good. is what it's really all about. Good. Uh, when did you first start thinking of yourself as a creative person? You mentioned being uh, really good at math growing up and math, of course, has its own uh, creativity embedded in it as well. But sort of talk to me about how your own self-discovery of your creativity. Really, I started using my creative side in college. Well, backtrack. I remember like ever since kindergarten, like one of my personality traits is I always like to think I was I was a pretty funny guy and I always like to make people laugh I like I remember in kindergarten like just falling out of my chair because people thought it was hilarious and like <laughs> that same kind of uh energy kind of just permeated throughout my life as I grew up and that's really when how I started to use the creative side was when college you know just learning about myself self-actualizing or whatnot and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a funny guy. I, let me write a blog. Let me start writing a blog. Um, and it's just going to be my views on things that are happening in the world, things that are happening around campus, things that are happening to my friends. And it was just a joke at first, but people thought it was hilarious. And like people outside my friend group started reading it and people started getting seen around the University of Georgia. I'm like, this is funny. Like, I'm just having fun writing some silly stuff that, you know, probably no one should ever actually be reading, but it's funny. Um, and that was really I really discovered my creative side and that people might actually I might have a voice in a creative voice that people might actually want to listen to um so it started with the blog and eventually I just got sick of writing I'm like okay like writing is cool but what's the next coolest thing video video there's this thing called YouTube like YouTube's getting pretty big it's 2012 right now and I can make content for YouTube. I don't have a camera. I don't know how to shoot. I don't know how to edit. But if I can write, I can make videos. And that's kind of, that was kind of the process. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Did that um, confidence in your self-exploration, did that come from uh, like previous experience in other areas outside of more creative spaces? 
or was that something that you sort of like encountered as you as you started to share your content with others? Yeah, that's that's a great question. You know, um, I've always had a can-do attitude. It's never been something that I'm. I don't ever think I'm like super gifted at anything out of the gate, right? You got to work hard for everything. But I've always had that can-do attitude. Um, whether it was playing sports, you know, I ended up playing a lot of hockey and thinking being pretty good at it, you know, not in the NHL or anything, but it's pretty good hockey player. Really always had that mindset that if I set my mind to do something, if I work hard enough, if I put in the time, if I put in the energy, if I try to learn, I can do that. I don't know if it really came from anything specific more than just general life experiences, knowing that, and, and just general confidence. It's like, you know, I was telling you earlier, I, met the founder of that local radio station. He said he could start a, he started a business. I'm like, I could start a business. And I've, I've just always thought that if I set my mind to something, I can do it. And I like that tie back into, um, back into sports too. Cause I, I grew up in a family that was really immersed in sports as well. And one of the things I think doesn't get talked about very frequently is that it, in, it encourages that can-do attitude, right? Because you have this coach and you have a team and, and you get to reiterate the same things over and over, right? These fundamentals or these plays or skills that you're working on. And, and it does kind of give you a context that if you, like you said, if you put the right personality and the right effort into it and you, you know, take the feedback and run with it, that you, you can see change happen and you can see yourself be able to do things that you couldn't before. Because I think a lot of people see this like false split almost between being athletic and being artsy or that they don't feed naturally into each other as like a growth curve of a person's personality. But I think that is a really lovely example that you that you gave. So talk to me about what were some of the, the challenges maybe in starting your own business, particularly in the early years, right? You come at it with this can-do attitude and you're trying all these new skills. Like talk to us a little bit about the experience of uh, first getting started. I think the biggest challenge for me always revolved around how are we going to generate revenue enough revenue for a living to do this and our kind of story is again got the inspiration started a media company there's this thing called youtube out there we're like well, let's get on this youtube uh website and, and make some video content and our first thing was was like start a media company that creates funny content again i wanted to create funny content and some listeners of the show might not remember a website called collegehumor.com, uh, but it was just a bunch of hilarious skits. I'm like, we should be the next collegehumor.com. And we made a bunch of content and some of it was pretty funny. Some of it was funny, but too inappropriate to ever release. Some of it, <laughs> it was all over the place, right? And that was the initial goal. Um, and we quickly realized like, Again, I, I think looking back on it, if we kind of stayed in that route, I think we could have been successful there. But at the time, we're like, okay, it's going to take a long time for us to generate every, any revenue doing this. Um, YouTube ads were in its AdSense was in its infancy, so uh, there wasn't a ton of money out there in it at the time. Um, or at least if there was, we didn't really know how to tap into that market. So we quickly evolved into a pay for hire service. And uh, being in Athens, Georgia. What are we surrounded, right? There's some businesses, but it's a lot of um, 
a lot of artsy stuff. Like, you know, we were starting to filming a lot of concerts and music videos and promotional videos for the, uh, for the musical artists. And then from there, we got into the uh, event scene and started filming with the uh, party promoters. And then we got into the sororities and started filming their recruitment videos. And we had a corporate gig here and there, but it was always just about, um, it was always just about trying to figure out the next opportunity um, to drive revenue for the organization. And then when we moved back to Atlanta is when we graduated college and we're like, okay, we're having a lot of fun. We're working a lot of late nights. Uh, we're setting up these awesome productions, but these, the artists that we're working with, it's not Usher, it's not Justin Bieber, it's not Rihanna, right? These are local artists and they don't have a lot of money. So how are we going to drive enough revenue for us if the people we're working with uh, aren't, aren't, you know, don't have a ton of money. So that's when we switched into the corporate video marketing scene. Um, and my favorite story from there is that once we switched to corporate video marketing, we had one client our first year that paid us more than the entire concert industry combined <laughs> the year before. <laughs> So what's something about video marketing um, that surprised you since you've started? It's a real industry now. Um, going back to 2012, like the the things that were that were successful were viral hits, right? Seemingly viral hits were like the only way to really um, really take off in video marketing back then. Sure, it was strategic, but it was more strategic and just how much hype can I build and how much traction can I catch on? And again, there is still that component to it now, but it's a lot more strategic. Like when we're working with our clients now, we're working across every team across the organizations. It's not just marketing and advertising but it's helping creating content for their sales team, which could be testimonials or product demos, or it could be customer success videos um, because you got to help your clients learn to use your product or they're going to churn. Um, or it could be internal needs. It could be recruiting and culture and onboarding videos. And the list really goes on events, uh, key accounts, like the list goes on. And uh, you know, we're able to see, uh, impact with our videos across every single team, which again, I think the idea was there back, but there wasn't really a way to track it. And there wasn't really as many tools to get the most use out of this video content. I think if it was a recruiting video, you still have the same technique as you did an ad. It's just like, okay, let's put it on YouTube and see how many hits I get. And obviously it goes on your website too, but those are really the only ways that people were using video back then and now it's a lot more strategic what do you see then would be you know one of the biggest challenges that's facing your business like today or or if not today maybe like five years from now uh what do you imagine will be coming your way and and how do you plan on tackling it our business is doing well um but there's always a million things to improve on uh internally um, from our processes, how we document our processes, and just so many different things that are brought to our attention on a day-to-day -day basis. So as a first-time business owner, as a person growing a business larger than I've ever grown a business before, every day comes with a new challenge, right? 
someone comes to you someday and it asks you something, you're like, oh, I never really even thought about that. So as far as challenges facing the business today, uh, you know, I, I don't see any external challenges. It's more internal. How can we adapt? How can we grow? I think that's really the main things. How can we adapt? How can we grow? How can we make our business better each and every day? Obviously, we look within, try to find solutions ourselves, look to see what other companies are doing, uh, try to mimic some of those things or try to not mimic other things. Um, so, you know, I, I think today it's just how can we get better? How can we keep chopping wood in the words of uh, my favorite coach, Kirby Smart? How can we keep chopping wood and get better every single day? Uh, yeah, I could probably said that a thousand times this year. Um, and they won a national championship, go dogs. And as far as the next five years, I think that there's going to be some more external challenges, right? You never know how the economy is going to be doing, right? Like the economy has been great the last five years. It's grown and grown and grown. And even when there was a global pandemic, we, we pivoted, we adapted, our business got better but it really didn't hurt us as much as it hurt other businesses like in the retail space or whatnot, because people still needed video. So as far as challenges, again, I, I just try to always look within ourselves and think, how can we get better? My business partner and I try to meet every week and really have like a summit every quarterly, quarterly or yearly, just saying, you know, what are some of the challenges? What have our employees been bringing to our attention and how can we get better? So I think it's really just looking within and trying to get better every day. So if you got to write a book about that, everything you've learned about commercializing your creativity, what would it be about? What would you pull from those summits and, and share with others? So whenever someone asks me like, hey, like, what would you tell people, right? I'd always come, I always come back to the same three points. I've been coming back to the same three points for years now. Most importantly is don't give up. Adapt, get better, but don't give up. It's so easy in years one, two, and three to give up. There's just not that much stakes involved. I could have easily, after our first year or second year, been like, okay, this was fun. We drove some revenue, we built something, but uh, it's time to move on. It's time to get going. Um, but, you know, we didn't. Uh, we just kept looking at ourselves and figured and thought, how can we keep doing what we're loving to do? How can we adapt and get better as a company? How can our product get better? And if you can get through those first few years and you start to drive some, some decent revenue at that point, I mean, that's the hardest part is getting through those first few years. So don't give up. Um, secondly, just always improve your product. Don't stay complacent. Learn something new every day, every week, every year. And the more you learn, the more you try to get better, the more your product isn't static, then ultimately you're going to open more doors. And that could be so many different ways, right? That could be going from a college humor to a filming concerts to you know, doing video marketing, or that could be, okay, what's a new editing technique? What's a new filming technique? So there's so many different ways to improve your product, but it's important that you do always improve your product. There's always people right behind you who are trying to do something similar you're doing, and you gotta, you gotta keep going faster than they are. And lastly, it seems so obvious, right? But like, you see it enough that you have to say it is just be a good person, care about your customers and be a good person. 
it, it's crazy that it's, it's really not that hard to be a good person. It, in fact, I would say it's a lot easier than not being a good person. But so many, I've seen so many times people just treat other people badly, burn bridges, have big egos is something you see a lot in this industry is have big egos, then their idea is right. And no one else's idea is right. And if you treat people with respect, and even more importantly, if you really, really care about your customers and care about the success of their outcomes, then they're going to want to keep working with you. You know, at Consume Media, it's crazy to say we still have nearly a 100% retention rate with our customers. And I think that's for a few reasons. First of all, you know, I think we provide a pretty good product uh, that our clients like. I think our process works. I think it makes sense. I think we act for input at the right stages. But I think we're just fun to work with. You know, first of all, video is fun, right? We aren't you know, there's some things in marketing and there's some things in the world just aren't as fun as making videos. We got a fun job. We got a fun job and it involves making videos every single day. Um, so I think that's part of it. But again, there's a lot of people in the video industry that don't have the same retention as we do. And I think it's just, you know, we just try to be fun to work with and uh, bring the energy to every meeting. Even in such a mediated age that we live in where there's like a screen between everything <laughs> you know there people still do business with people we we're social critters <laughs> we like to be uh connected and to feel that and that makes so much sense that that would be a heart and soul piece uh of your world and keeping that embedded in that magical space of the camera is really exciting. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Of course. So to close out our conversation, we're gonna play a quick little round from The Ungame, which is a the world's most popular self-expression game, it tells me on the box. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just shuffle and draw a question and then see if we like what it says. I'm ready. I don't know what's coming my way, but I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. All right. Let's see if we like this one. Uh, question or comment? Okay. We've been talking already. Okay, here we go. What color would you use to describe yourself and why? I'd say blue. Blue's kind of like a, a chill color. I like to think I'm a pretty chill, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. For myself, if I had to think of a color, it's well, it's hard to separate this question from like, what is your favorite color? Right? Because <laughs> then, like, my favorite color is purple, and that's always been a thing. But I don't know if that's the best color to describe me. Maybe, yeah, maybe for, um, let's go with, well, I'll go with yellow today. So I think yellow is a good one to describe me because it has, it has a lot of opportunity for happiness. But then also you can get these like deeper tones in yellow that suddenly have like this rich emotion to them. I'm not a color theorist, so I can't really <laughs> speak to the technical reason that that is true. Well, I was <laughs> but, thinking you might be yellow too. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So I've got some external flexibility uh, <laughs> there. I love it. <laughs> okay, Leo. So tell me where people can find all of this amazing work that you're doing. Yeah, great question. Our, our website is consume-media.com. Um, you can follow us on all the major social platforms. Uh, we're probably most active on LinkedIn and Instagram. 
Um, and I'm personally pretty active on LinkedIn myself. So if you look for Leo Falkenstein on LinkedIn, I think I'm the only one in the world, so you'll find me. <laughs> we'll link everything in the show notes, guys, so you can go check out um, the great work that Consume Media is doing. Thanks again, Leo. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Same here. That's another party in the bag for How I Create Me. We're incredibly grateful that you've welcomed our content into your headspace. We take it very seriously that we should bring light and goodness to your soul. So don't be shy about sharing your thoughts. How'd we do? Do you want to hear more? What should we talk about next? To stay connected and get amongst the details, visit howicreate.me. Are there other people in your world that should join the party? Invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. This helps the algorithm critters introduce us to more folks. Like, share, follow, and all the social media things. That'll help too. Explore our happenings or chime into our conversation online at howicreate.me. This podcast would not be possible without the generous efficiency of our executive producer and production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. May you go forth and thrive.